Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bulletin Broadcast. Uh, this one's going to be a bit weird. We haven't got Jared with us. He's off doing the yeah. honeymoons. There's no Jared. He's like off being a marriage. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's so weird. me and Ben, we can have a nice sort of stay at home, we don't have to put our trousers on sort of uh, broadcast this week. Mm. It's very exciting. Yeah, it always felt very formal. It was kind of like, I actually have to make an effort. Yeah. Because he's like American and he, he's yeah. not British. Exactly. You need to impress him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> keep his attention. Otherwise, he's like, he's gone. He's thinking about whatever it is Jared thinks about, which isn't us. No. It's probably Pokemon, to be fair. Yeah, he likes Pokemon. He likes everything Nintendo quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, we're just kind of going to roll through post-E3 because we never really got a chance to give our thoughts on it because life. Yeah. It, it, things have gotten in the way for all three of us on different weeks. Like, there's always been something. Yeah. Which is why there hasn't been a show in what feels like six, seven weeks now, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll sort something. We'll work. We'll work a common day. We'll sort something out. Yeah. Okay, well, Greg, you're a little bit more prepared for this than I am because I was very underwhelmed by you three, so let's have you kick Vins off. Alright, well, I wasn't I wasn't that underwhelmed. I think there was some interesting stuff, but there wasn't anything to knock your socks off. No, I, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. There was one or two highlights, I think. Yeah, alright, well, um, I think the elephant in the room, Battlefront 2, EA's Battlefront 2, the uh, um, the vast improvement by the look of it. Yeah. Um, I think it looks, from what we see in the footage, it looks really good, doesn't it? It does. Like it visually looks... and gameplay-wise. But then we thought that about the last one. Yeah, but they're kind of like, they're almost following in the footsteps of Respawn in the fact that they've looked and gone, ah, wow, people really didn't like our first one. We should yeah. really make the second one a bit better, mm. you know. And I'm, I'm by no means saying they're copying Respawn, but I mean they're doing everything that gamers want. You know, the DLC is going to be free. There's the space battles. There's Darth Maul, which is just fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. I I didn't think they would, but I'm glad they've added in the prequels. Yeah. As as much as the films are not narratively brilliant, they have some really creative like visual things in those prequels. Like visually there's a lot of stimulating stuff going on. I mean Naboo looks beautiful, the droids and the clones they're good fun to look at. You know, there's a lot going on in those films visually, and that's all you really need with a Battlefront game. Yeah, I just As long as it's not the original reboot, I think it will be okay. What do you mean? I mean in the sense of the if they host a beta, because that was the problem that I had with Battlefront, is I played the beta and then I felt, okay, I've experienced this, I don't need to play this game. I don't need yeah, to buy it. You've had your fill. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, they will hope on it. They will host a beta because, I mean, it's Battlefront and it's going to be such a massive game. Yeah, I think they will. I think they want to win some trust back. I think they want to, they're going to host a beta and have a lot to look forward to that isn't in the beta. I think that's the tactic they want to change mm, and I think the kind of I like I know I keep talking about Respawn and I don't play Titanfall 2 but I like the way that Respawn run it I like the way they do things I like mm. the fact that at the beginning of 2017 the DLC planned for the rest of the year was laid out people knew at least in part what was coming when mm -hmm. and I like that kind of thing because it's like well it's just nice. I don't know. I like the way that Respawn are carrying Titanfall too. I the think players feel informed. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of devs could learn. You know, between them and Project Red, I mean, they're, like that's basically the way to do DLC. Project Red, they do. Is it Witcher? Yeah, Possibly. they did The Witcher Three. You know, yeah. and I mean, they're there for two very different kettles of fish. Like one was paid and one was free. Mm. But the the. From from what I've heard, the size of the expansions that Project Red did, it was like owning another game. Yeah. You know, they did a DLC that was bigger than the main map of the main game, which is just I ridiculous. Hear, I hear nothing but good things about Witcher 3 and its DLCs. I only hear very positive things. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. <sighs> I mean, there's always that. It's, 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 it's very obvious. It's a stigma. 
because of the way yeah. Battlefront reboot went down. Mm-hmm. Um, it left a bad taste. In yeah, mouths, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of keeping, I'm keeping my my hype low. Yeah, I think if I get Battlefront two, it'll be because enough of my friends around me have convinced me. Yeah, no, I think that I think that will be the decisive factor for me. Yeah, if you've got people to play it with, because I didn't really have people to play it with last time, so I think that's partly why it didn't last that long with me. Ah, see, see. Should we? Should we? Uh, should we address the secondary elephant in the room? Well, there's a couple of elephants in this okay, room. Okay. Well, anybody. Well, which, which elephant were you thinking of? Anybody who's uh, been listening to the podcast for a little while will know that Greg has been looking forward to the Spider-Man game that's coming to PS4. I have been. So much so and that you were starting to think about buying a PS4 just for Spider-Man. Well, it wasn't just for Spider-Man, but that was the tipping factor. It was the tipping point, yeah. It was the tipping yeah. point. So had- well, I've, sin- I've since discovered, actually, Ooh. that I thought Spider-Man was coming out this year. Uh, it turns out it's next year. So I think I'll hold off until next year for a PS4. <laughs> Which doesn't say that I'm only getting a PS4 for Spider-Man. There are other games there that I've also taken notice Well, of. I mean, every single game that was shown at Sony's conference is coming out in 2018, so... Well, there you go. You know, there's a lot to look forward to. No Last yeah. of Us 2, which was kind of weird. I expected yeah. something... Well, that's strange. I mean, I'm, I don't follow it closely, but I thought that they'd been dropping hints about it recently. No, they've um, they've announced this. Yeah, they've this. It's uh, it's a confirmed project. They've okay. had the trailer for it. The trailer was amazing. Yeah. Um, absolutely awesome. Like Joel came in and Ellie's sitting there playing guitar, which was cool because in the first one he was like, "I'm going to teach you to play guitar." At the end. So it's like, oh, he actually kept his word. It kind of touched your heart a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, there's like bodies everywhere and it pans around to Ellie and she's covered in blood. She's like, I'm going to kill every single one of them. And then it just cuts off and you're like, whoa, okay, cool. Spooky. Yeah. But, okay, Spider-Man, what did you think about the QTEs? Let's get that one out the way. I'm one of the people who thinks that they don't, necessarily always detract from gameplay as long as they're done right Mm -hmm. and i'm also very aware that if you look at the original three spider-man movie games they all have relatively frequent well i can't remember about the first one i believe the second and third one do have relatively frequent qte moments so you jump on a car you got to do qtes and in the third one certainly all a lot of the missions have qte set pieces so you can see spider-man do something impressive and sort of feel included i mean i don't think qtes are brilliant as a concept but sometimes when the gameplay can never deliver on what the character technically can do so like in force unleashed as well i think they can be a good thing it, it go on it, it depends I, I agree with you it does depend i mean like the way i kind of always think of it is do you watch do you watch any anime by any chance i watch bits and pieces my girlfriend's quite keen on it so i'll sometimes see some anime like i've watched anime and read the mangas of same animes Right. And I always find that reading a fight is very different to seeing a fight. Yeah. And that's kind of how I imagine QTEs is like, you, depending on the situation, you know, there's certain things that Spider-Man can do, you know, his reflexes, his acrobatic skills, that players would probably never be able to recreate in-game. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like, in terms of watching the spectacle of Spider-Man, at certain points, QTEs are justified. Mm-hmm. As long as they aren't used where gameplay could be used, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I mean, so the one in the trailer was where they were... He jumped for a helicopter, didn't he? And he had, like, a mini fight with the main villain. Yeah, he had, like... A helicopter moment and he like stopped something from happening with some web i don't really remember i saw it like in the uh, an early morning one day like two <laughs> weeks ago 
Yeah, I remember he stopped. He stopped a helicopter from falling onto the ground by like shooting web between two buildings. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I think those... he's always doing that. Spider Man. He's always saving people with his web. Yeah, I just kind of I look at those kind of situations and I think you know that's part of what Spider Man is, and I don't think you'd be able to recreate that using player like a player input mm-hmm. I feel like those kind of situations QTEs are okay yeah it's it's when it like starts becoming like QTE combat that's well, yeah, exactly that's when I don't agree with QTEs because I feel like that that can, that can be handled especially because Spider-Man seems to be using a combat system similar to the Arkham series yeah just from kind of seeing the gameplay most people have said that from what I can tell it's very, I can see the similarities. Yeah, it's very bouncy forward between different opponents. and I can't remember. It, it, there's nothing wrong with it. that. I mean, that's a very, very good combat system. Yeah. So uh, I feel like as long as there aren't combat QTEs and as long as they're, as long as they're QTEs of Spider-Man feats that would just be absolutely ridiculous to do as a player input, I feel like it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. think QTEs are one of those things that they always... They always make people's hairs stand up, don't they? I think it's a bit of a trigger th- issue for gamers, a lot of them. I think a lot of people... I mean, I've I've done it in the past. I mean, I think the game was called Ninja Blade. Me and Ozzy played it for Brits and Suits once. Mm-hmm. And it was a very QTE-heavy game. And I was already preset because Ozzy liked it on having a go at the game anyway. But... um like it had QTEs and I I used that to bash it quite a bit. I mean, <laughs> the game may have been fine. I, I I wasn't that interested in it to be honest. There was a spider and that was cool, um, but it was quite a hack and slashy sort of game with a, quite a lot of QTEs. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I th- yeah, like like I think, I think that's the the good area to stand in. I think as long as they're using it in good context and when it's in their judgment a good time to use it go for it but it looked like the combat looked quite Arkham Knighty and it looked quite fun and fast and it's sort of what Spider-Man kind of needs in his combat anyway yeah he's he's a very spry character isn't he he is he's an agile boy (laughs) he's healthy he eats his broccoli okay you've done you've done two let me uh let me chime in with a game um a way out this was the co-op prison escape game from the guys who did a tale of two sons i mm-hmm. uh, i just like this i like the look of this game so much anything that involves strategizing with a, a teammate especially to that kind of level where you've got the you know distraction and then carrying out the task that you have to carry out mm-hmm. that kind of shit sells me and i honestly I don't know why it's one of those games that I can't tell you why I like the look of it. Yeah, um, but it hit, it hits a chord with it. You. Just yeah, it just hits a chord and yeah, it looks good. It looks good. The I, whole kind I, of co-op. I read thing. about it. Yeah, I read about it somewhere, but I didn't chase it because it didn't appeal to me. Because I don't see myself ever being in prison, so I don't think I'll ever need to learn how to escape. <laughs> Um, so clearly, Ben, you and I have different life expectancies, yeah, and yeah. What, what what we see is potential learning curves for us. Mm. But I don't know it's interesting. Any sort of game that focuses on so like payday and uh, a very co-op oriented. This is the objective. Here are the ways you can achieve it. But you know, use your brain, sort of thing. Those games can end up being really, really excellent games. Well, can is a is a key word. I feel. Yeah, I think because I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, if it's one of those games where it's like, okay, you know, that's one of the things that I'll allow. Well, I say allow. It's one of those things that I kind of accept. I'm normally not a fan of like online co-op games. Yeah. I prefer to have as like couch co-op games. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those games where I look and I think, okay, no, I, I could, I could see myself playing this as an online co-op. Yeah. As long as I had somebody constantly on mic with me, I feel like I'd be okay. We could do it together. <gasps> Good. We we could. It might be it might be a giggle if I have time, which I probably won't because it's going to be uh, my third year. 
Oh. It's always thrilling. Alas, being an adult is boring. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Player unknowns battlegrounds. I was. What? What is <sighs> this? I've I've seen right, a man so, in a ghillie suit. I, I mean, tell me about it. So essentially, the idea is very simple. Okay, it is not Hunger Games. Have you ever read the manga Battle Royale? I've heard about it when people say, "Oh, Battle Royale is the OG Hunger Games." Yeah. So basic premise is, I think it's a hundred players. I'm pretty sure it's a hundred players. You okay. get put onto an island. Okay. So you jump right. from an, you jump from an airplane. You mark where you want to land. You parachute in. Already loving it. I love parachutes. Um, and then the simple idea is basically there's a play area. There's a circular play area, Ooh. and you have to get into the play area because there's like an invisible wall. And as right. soon as you're outside of that wall, you take damage. So you have to stay inside of the wall to not take damage and survive. Okay. Um, you gather weapons and resources as you travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever so often the play area shrinks and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it's basically like I've seen people where um, they're down to the final four and it's literally I them two are in one house and in the house opposite are the other two people they need to kill and they're trying to take pop shots at one another through windows like it gets yeah. that kind of close mm-hmm and you have all kind of things like you have red zones where uh, bombs just get dropped on the red zone. So if you're in that red zone, you need to get out. And it's it's crazy. It's like a hundred player hundred a hundred player battle royale. But sadly, it's Xbox One exclusive. Oh, is it? Yes. They have an exclusive. Yes. Well done, them. I know. I didn't know they had any. Yeah, well, they had a fair few at E3 actually. Oh, I wasn't not really first party, but they're exclusives. Oh, what they had, I was in their things that will come to PS4 and PC later. Sort of um, exclusives. Yeah, I mean, like Player Unknown Battlegrounds is PC coming to Xbox. As far oh, as we so know, never not... come into PS4. Um, okay. State of Decay Two, Xbox only. I knew that one. Um, I just want to say, um, Code Vein, Xbox and PS4. I seem code vein. I seem to oh, how dare you! I seem to remember us having a bet. Do you remember that very vampirific Dark Souls looking game? Oh right, yeah, yeah. And you and Jared were like, "Oh, it's not going to come to PS4." And I said, "If it doesn't come to P, if it doesn't come to PS to Xbox, if it's yeah. PS4 only, I would write an article as why you and Jared are better people than me." Oh, what did we lose that bet? You lost that bet. That's so lame. <laughs> I was really excited for you to write the article about how awesome we were. No, sorry. Well, we'll have to come up with a bet next year. Yeah, we'll still think, man. We'll have like a, a yearly free bet. <laughs> All right, well, next year, I guess I'll have to be some sort of forfeit for me because, you, I mean, you're getting away scot-free here. Yeah. You, you're, you're getting being right as your reward for being right. Yeah, I mean, we had Sea of Thieves gameplay as well. Uh, Which was cool. That, that, that's like it's, a co-op-y sort of game, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, a co-op pirate game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was very hyped for it, and then I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about it. Yeah, I I watched um, some gameplay footage of it, and I just, I sort of went, Ugh. <laughs> and they were just like, and you can get a the cannon, and I was like, eh. And they're like, you can find treasure. And I was like, eh. And they're like, but other players might come and get it. And I was like, eh. <laughs> and then I just looked at another trailer for something. Because <laughs> it all came out all in one morning. Like, it's crazy. I watched them all after each other. Yeah, trust me. I was writing them. Me and me and Dan and Matt. Matt wrote the Xbox one. And it's just, it like, is. fucking ridiculous. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright, should I say another game? Yeah, I was going to say, is there anything else that takes your fancy? Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Origins. Or Origin, Origins. Please, because I've actually not seen anything. I know that the the rumours were true and it's Egyptian and yada yada. My name is something. <laughs> and my hometown is Siwa. It is my home. 
but it is not what I remember it to be. Isn't he like, like walk, he walks over to his home, and there's like a man in his home, and he's like they built like a temple or something, and he goes in there and he kills like six people, and also he is a bird. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Assassin's Creed Origins in a nutshell. Yeah, no. Isn't kills- some form of boat mechanic back? It's um. It's not much more complicated from what I can tell anyway. So do you remember in Assassin's Creed 2 when you were in Venice and you could get in a little rowboat and you row it? It's, oh, okay. That's that's pretty much so it. So it's, it's, n- it's not the uh, not the sea battles people were hoping for. It's merely transport. It's just <coughs> trans- it, from what I could tell, it's just transport. But you have an eagle nearby when you're in it, so that's cool. Right? Sweet, yeah. I mean, I'm totally going to lay my money down for that. Yeah, for sure. Eagles like, are. Jesus um, Christ, man! Come on. It's uh, it's an eagle. I mean, it's probably the best looking eagle in video game history. But like, you know, eagles, right? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It, it looks. I'm interested. I genuinely thought. I don't know why. I thought they'd do. They'd come up with more original ideas. I thought they'd do more. Well, you've it's it's the fact they've had the year break. Yeah. You know that kind of the fact they've had this year break, and you're like, okay, it's more of the same. Why? Why is it more of the same? I mean, I watched some um, gameplay on Games Bulletin. Oh. Um, it it wasn't on Games Bulletin. It was like ten minutes. I think it was from IGN, possibly. Um, Fucking Judas, man. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> us providing 10 minutes of gameplay of Assassin's <laughs> Creed Origins on Xbox One X. Um, so, yeah, I had to I had to switch sides briefly. And um, I watched it, and it just... It felt familiar. Like, it, everything looked exactly the same, just with a... He is an Egyptian man in an Egyptian setting. It sort of looked quite similar. I mean, I like. I'm interested in the. They're they're switching quite heavily, su- supposedly, into a more RPG esque sort of mechanics. Like they're going hard on that, and that that was one of the best things about Unity that they went quite hard on it before. Mm-hmm. They're supposedly doing it even harder now, which is great. I like the look of that, but um. Like it just a lot of little things that they were, they were just little signifiers that I'm you know you're still looking at an Assassin's Creed game like he like the character I don't even remember his name he killed like a bloke because he's an assassin and he kills people and when the guy died mm-hmm. like the guard or whatever died he sort of fell to the ground and did like the signature Assassin's Creed um, dead person sort of spazzing around thing on the floor. And then I it immediately just said to me, "Yeah, you're not looking at a different product. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is still Assassin's Creed. This is not. This is not new, really. I mean, it's obviously new, but like, you know, you're not looking at some huge gear shift or anything. Yeah, that's that's a shame, really. I think it is. It I it doesn't help as well that I think the eagle mechanic looks anyway. It looks stupid." Because you basically just turn into, instead of having a mini-map, which, you know, it's interesting that they're trying to get rid of as much of the UI as possible, because, you know, I if a game can make their UI seem very unobtrusive or indeed, you know, can integrate it into gameplay, so e.g. Dead Space's health bar, it's on his back. Um, I like the idea of getting rid of a mini-map and, you know, trying a new thing, but it's just like you turn into an eagle and fly from above and sort of tag everyone. I mean, why why could you not just climb a slightly higher structure and survey the area? Well, I guess the problem is that Egypt, from what I know, which is very little, in a lot of places was not that built up. I mean, obviously they had cities that would have been built up. It seems like the map's quite big as well. They did seem to be inferring that there was a lot to explore. Hmm. Um, and I imagine they were going to go for a sort of strategy like they used to do, like in the old like Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed One, where they have different areas and different cities that are in like their own contained bubbles rather than one big wide world. Okay, yeah, um, I, re- I remember that from from one actually. You had yeah. to kind of progress through, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That's the impression I got from the gameplay I saw. 
but that was a while ago and also early in the morning. Um, so I might be misremembering. But yeah, that that was Assassin's Creed Origins. And it was on the Xbox One X. Woo! That thing that they did. Oh, which go is on. not called the Scorpio anymore. Should, should we the Xbox One X. Should we discuss that a little bit? Because yeah. I feel I feel like uh I feel like true four K was this E three's catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah, we can make a true four K guys. Look at our little four K baby. And then they presented Assassin's Creed Origins as their four K baby. And well, obviously And Forza Seven. And Forza Seven. Um which I I feel like when I watch those thing those videos it doesn't help because I'm not watching it on a four K TV. I'm watching it on a regular yeah. loser ten eighty P TV and all of that. So like you know, you don't get a good impression, but it looked normal to me. But I guess it was because it was on the TV. But like it's not representative, so I don't know how it really looks. It just kind of like <sighs> I, how long do you think, or do you think they will ever get to the point where they have games that are only released on the Xbox One X? Same as the PS4 th- Pro. I think in some ways, obviously you're going to get better products, mm-hmm. but they're not going to do it because they're leaving behind quite a few people and Xbox have already got a bit of a deficit in terms of player count compared to PlayStation. They can't really afford to leave behind the people that actually invested in their console. Okay, so let me ask you this question then. Yeah. Who would pay £500 for a 4K console when... You know, the only difference is going to be that you get to view your game in 4K where everyone else has to view it in 1080. It'll also probably load faster. Right, but... If if something's got six teraflops, which I don't know how much that is, all I know is it's a shit ton more than the PS4 Pro. I think the PS4 Pro is four teraflops, possibly. So possibly that kind of graphical power. Could you imagine the kind of superior games that you could create if the game was aimed at the Xbox One X only? Hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, like that's why I can't see myself laying down five hundred pounds, because I'm basically paying five hundred pounds to play the same games in a slightly higher res with a slightly quicker loading time. Well, this is the thing. Microsoft have walked themselves into a trap of their own design, as in, if X like Xbox One X can't actually reach its true potential without leaving behind all the Xbox One people and all of the Xbox One people are going to be really fucking offended if they start getting le- le- left behind so they only have a choice unless they have some crazy third way in front of them that I can't think of I can only see them making choices that's going to offend one of the one or the other party yeah. in this situation. They're either going to underwhelm all of the people who put 500 quid down um, or they're going to upset 20 million. I don't know how many people who've only got an Xbox One because they're not made of money um, and they can only really get one console in five years or whatever. I mean, it's kind of like the PS4 Pro it was one of those things that when it came out everybody's playstations they were four or five years old and they were starting to mess up a little bit mm-hmm. and it was like okay i've got a 4k tv you know 350 for a ps4 pro is not bad yeah it's not really terrible because if you had to buy a new playstation if you had to buy a new ps4 the console itself's 250 you know, and there were yeah. there were bundles that were three fifty with two games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's not too bad, really. You know, but five hundred seems pretty hefty compared to that. And well, this this Xbox One, this bastard I'm looking at right now, mm. that cost me four hundred and fifty when I bought that. Wow, I got it a week before the price drop the first price drop, which dropped it by like a hundred quid, and about six months before they dropped the connect from the bundle. So... Oh, yeah. you're, you're livid. Yeah, no, I wasn't happy about that. 
You're... I'm s- wow. I'm still waiting for Major Nelson to come and give me like a hug or something. Because <laughs> I feel he owes me. Uh, let's think about this. Is there anything else? Have you seen Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle? Uh, it's what? <laughs> what? Have you, Mario? Have you not I've heard s- about this, Greg? Believe it or not, Ben, I don't follow Nintendo too closely. Right, so... This is a Nintendo Ubisoft collab. Um, It's coming out on the Switch. So basically, Mario has ended up in the Rabbids universe. Oh, how did he get there? He's looking for Princess Peach or some shit. Um, Is it something to do with his magic hat? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't feature in the game. Um, Blasphemy. It's a mixture of open world exploration and then when you encounter an enemy, it's like on this enclosed area where it's turn-based combat. So you can like jump over a wall or use... There's a rapid dressed as Princess Peach and you can use her to catapult Mario over the wall and then crush the enemy behind it. It just... It looks stupid and silly but fun yeah and I think that's Nintendo's whole thing though silly but fun yeah I suggest looking at it Greg if you've not seen it you need to your right. your, your brain cannot comprehend what I'll it is type, I'll type it in now Rabbids and Mario mm-hmm. there having was, fun there was loads of stuff that came out that I kind of looked and went eh like um Starlink battle for for Atlas. Okay, so what Starlink battle for Atlas? Yes. So basically, you pilot a spaceship, and let's say that you're playing on Xbox. Yeah. You have a toy ship plugged into the USB port on top of your controller. Mm-hmm. And then, as you're traveling around, and you're like, "Oh shit, I need missiles." You take the machine guns off of the toy on the controller and replace them with missiles and you put the missiles on the toy ship and the toy ship knows what it has and it modifies your in-ship, in-game ship to reflect the toy ship on the controller, if that makes sense. That was very complicated. Um, So you get a separate controller which no no so you get you get a toy ship which plugs into your controller right what this comes with the game i i certainly hope so right okay um and then say you're going along and you're in a space battle and you need missiles but you have machine guns right you take the machine guns off of the toy ship that is attached to your controller yeah and you replace them with whatever weapon it is that you need onto the toy ship on the controller (laughs) so instead of having the reasonable thing where you just have a button on the game that changes between machine guns and missiles Mm -hmm. you have to pause the game you have to have a separate table next to you with all of your backup weapons and ships and hulls so that you can Uh, change them on the fly I bet there are people that would like the, not textile, but like the, the physical feedback of the and the idea of putting together a toy to play on a game. That's probably quite appealing yeah. to children and children-like like, people. Hey, um, it's it's immersive. You have yeah. to physically do it. But like. To me, that just sounds like stuff that can get lost. I mean, if, imagine if you lose that, you'd never be able to use your missile components on your ship ever again. That'd be bullshit. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Would... And what if, like, there's a boss in the game that can only be beaten with missiles, and you're like, oh, no, but I lost my missile thing, or my dog ate my missiles. I mean, <laughs> what should you do then? It's a very good question. I mean, if I ever meet the guys making the game, yeah. I, will, I will be sure to ask them for you, Greg. Yeah, ask them what happens if Greg's dog eats his missiles. Yeah, no context. Then could you ask them to get me a dog? Yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> Did you also see that uh, Fallout VR was announced? 
Fallout 4 VR. That's crazy. Can you believe it? I'll I be know. able to have a little headset on and then I'll see the gun in front of me and I'll shoot with it. If you're willing to pay for the game again. <laughs> you know me, Ben. I have all the money in the world. Like, what is best? What is Bethesda's deal? Um, well, they're supposed to be making right now three or four unannounced um, properties, mm-hmm. and they seem to be just going for the strategy right now of whoring out all of the games it's that just, they can to raise money to, for this. It's just global domination to try and raise money for their unnamed IP. Yeah. I mean, you had Wolfenstein 2, which is well, whatever. I've never got into Wolfenstein. Yeah, I played the the previous one, the one that came out a few years ago. I quite enjoyed it, but it never really grabbed me, even though I'm a huge junkie for alternate history stuff, like a good alternate history story. I mean, if anything, it was the fact that the game was so much focused on the gameplay that probably held me back on that. But, the, um, um, you had uh, Dishonored announced... Well, yeah, uh, didn't didn't that just come out, Dishonors? No, it's a um, a standalone adventure in the franchise. Okay. You play as a augmented human. Right. Because reasons. Yeah, of course. Um, the Evil Within two, which I was actually happy about. Oh, I wasn't really interested in the first one. It's just sort of a horror game, isn't it? Sort yeah, of survival it's kind of horror. Like a grotesque survival horror, but it was really cool because. The the whole premise of it was that basically the character you played as was stuck in a world created by the villain. Yeah. He kind of created this alternate world that he could manipulate at will. And it was really cool to see the transition from the real world to the alternate world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good game. It's not amazing, but it's a good game. Okay. All right. I don't even want to touch the creation club. Yeah, I've not... I want to read into that because the paid mods idea, it seems to upset a lot of people. I mean... And... Right, so the the, the premise behind Creation Club is this, right? Mm-hmm. Bethsida will have trusted modders. Yeah. Both in-house and third party. Mm-hmm. Those trusted modders then put up mods onto a workshop. Yeah. You then buy credits with real money mm-hmm. and use said credits to purchase the mods to then be able yeah. to mod the game. And the modders get paid? I would assume so. See, I don't actually see... Uh, I... I've... I fundamentally don't see the issue here. Because I I really don't. I mean, it's one of those people... things. It's like it's like contracting. Like, would you be mad if you found out that a developer you loved contracted a smaller development team to help them on an IP? Um, n- no, not really. And it is it's basically the same principle. You yeah. know, people want mods. Okay, fine, but. You know, we need a team regulating the mods to make sure they're not ludicrous and they're not infringing on copyright. Yeah. But and this that's seems kind like of what a... that's funding. Because the previous time that they tried to do paid mods, the problem was that they were trying to, they were making it so that anyone who wanted it could be paid yeah, for exactly. their mods. But they could be people who's just made a Spider Man mod or something like that. So you look like Spider Man and Skyrim, which obviously that has a lot of grey areas in terms of legal concerns whereas this seems like a nice middle ground in that they can Bethesda can have curated trusted people coming in who are going to be like oh this is my uh, you can go to Denver personally create a DLC or whatever and you you know you give me a quid for this and it'll you know I'll make some money for my work and I'll be noticed for my work and you'll get to play this really well or organising curated piece of, you know, fun. I mean, I don't, yeah, sorry, go on, go on. The, on. the only problem I can presently foresee is that this will mean that Bethesda might get tempted to try and squash 
the people who are making free mods or indeed the free mods people might be squashed inevitably by the fact that there are the correct or the official mods and the unofficial mods might be put out of the limelight because they won't have the equality that was previously existing. I think that's the uh, the, the worry. I think I don't think the worry is from console gamers. I think yeah. the worry is from PC gamers who are used to free mods. Mm-hmm. So as soon as a free service becomes paid for, everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, wait, what?" You know, yeah. it was the same kind of thing when PlayStation brought out the PS4 and announced that you had to pay for this subscription for Gold, like for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, to be they, able to they get were online. Used to PlayStation being the free one, whereas yeah. Xbox were the paid one. Yeah. So I think well, it's that kind of principle. I think it's. Obviously, fair and right that people should question why they're suddenly paying for something that they've been getting for free the whole time. But if you really look at it, it's kind of a win-win-win for everyone. Like everyone wins because I mean, yeah, the modders you love will be able to make a living, or even just cost the time that they put into for these mods, and then they'll be able to make them better as well. And, I mean, sure, you're losing a bit of money out of your pocket, but I doubt the modders are going to be allowed to charge extortionate amounts. And even if they are charge extortionate amounts, you know, you just don't buy it, I guess, and then the modder will drop the price. That's how the free market works. Yeah, I mean, the, pe- the people always have the power. Yeah. Um, obviously, Bethesda's probably... I'd, if th- They must be taking a share of it, a cut of it. They have um, to be. You have to pay to be a curator or something. There has to be some kind of monetary gain for them. Because Bethesda are going to need the manpower to maintain and curate, and they're going to need the, the money to fund the whole process. And Also, they, they like money, um, as we re- just discussed a few moments ago. Um, so... But the, even then, I don't see the problem in them making a bit of scratch because, you know, it's not... It's To me, looking at it without too much research, I don't see it as a bad thing. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds to me like they're solving the problems that existed last time in terms of legal issues, and people don't have to charge for their mods if they don't want to. You know, they don't have to go into Bethesda's special club and you know people don't have to buy the mods if they don't want to buy the mods i i it sounds harmless to me but i'm sure if i were to properly research it that would be well reasoned arguments against it i'm sure there is su- i'm sure there yeah. is but on the surface i personally i've always thought that modders should be able to f- monetize their work because i think if you really look at some of the mods out there, they're you know they're really fucking good. There's so much time and effort that goes into them, and you know I feel like encouraging that can only be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, to to have a human team there regulating these mods and making sure they're not just like shitty asset flips or something like that, you know. Yeah. Then to me, in my head, I'm like, no, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, if like if YouTube turned around and said to me. Like, I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube. It's my sole source of entertainment. I don't watch TV or anything like that. Yeah. So if YouTube turned around and said to me, like, oh, you need to pay £5 a month to use YouTube, but in response, like, to justify this, we're going to have a team of humans managing our copyright strike system, and, you know, we're not going to use as many bots. It's all going to go for human people, so people can't just misflag copyright infringement videos then fine, because that's not purifying isn't the right word, but it's improving the service. It is improving the service, but of course if YouTube were to start charging, they their whole business would explode and die. Oh, of course it would, of course, yeah. It would never ever work. I mean, they, they're free to do it, but like, you know, that's just them inviting their competition to beat them in every way. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had a thing to say. What were we just talking about? We were just talking about paid mods. Paid mods. Uh, I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the thing was. Okay. I might right. remember it later. There's one thing I want to talk about before I uh, okay. wrap this up. Because I'm, I'm officially out of things to say. Okay. I may have had... I have one more thing to talk about after Ooh, this. Oh, go on. 
Okay. You say your thing, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do my thing. I want to talk about Anthem a little bit. Okay. Go for it. I'm so on the fence about this game. I think that's exactly where everyone should be about this game. You know, I mean, let's let's not get into the skip the descriptive mic commentary. Um, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's avoid that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, on the surface, it looks like a fucking good game, like, mm. physically and gameplay wise. It looks yeah. stunning. That whole transition from air to water back up was amazing. It was very pretty. Um, but at the same point, I'm so used to being suckered in with the best parts of a game in the trailer that yeah, I'm well, kind of sitting on the fence. Obviously, look at these things with a pinch of salt. We know that virtually, well, not virtually all, but a lot of these trailers and even gameplay trailers they show end up being very heavily tweaked from the actual real reality gameplay experience that will be offered. Mm-hmm. But it did look interesting. I think. Um, gone. I heard. I heard a lot of Destiny comparisons with it after I'd seen the trailer, and it didn't. It didn't scream Destiny to me. It was a bit Destiny. It, to me, it screams the Division. It, yeah, and um, but I think that Division fundamentally had a nice idea there, and I'm interested to see what they produce with Anthem. I hope it's good. But it could, e- I could see it going either way quite easily. I mean, if it's a part of me, I never enjoyed Destiny. Mm-hmm. But part of me wants it to be like Destiny. You know, I mean, if they turn around and say, "Okay, you have this entire planet, but you can explore wherever you want. You can team up with people," you know, um, I would be down for that. That would be mm. cool. You know, we had this kind of. I didn't think about it until I watched um, Outside Xbox talk about it. But in the trailer, there's a bit where they run through the storm and then they jump into the heart of the storm. There's kind of like this weird portal-looking thing in the middle of all the wind. Yeah. Um, And Jane, I believe, yeah, Jane, she was like, oh, it might be the way in which you join a public event like you did in Destiny where you had to kind of stand around. Okay. Rather than standing around, maybe you had to physically get through the storm and get through all of the obstacles to get to the entrance to the public event. That would be good. I'm always interested in creative ways to try to step around the loading screens and the, you know, things like that, the the lobbies and all of that. Yeah, I think that's what was cool was like um, with Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog do that a lot. So, you haven't played Uncharted or The Last of Us, actually, have you? No, I have not. So, they do this thing where, say you're transitioning from one area to the other. Yep. There'll be an obstacle. There'll be like a plank of wood that's in the way or something. It'll be too heavy for one character to lift. Mm-hmm. So, you'll go up to it and you'll press X. And then it yep. will ask you to repeatedly tap X. And mm-hmm. what it's doing is loading the next area as you're lifting this obstacle and that's the way they get around their loading screens is that rather than having a loading screen they have like this mini event that you have to do where you have to repeatedly press this button to take away from the fact that it's actually loading the next area and the load the next area isn't ready until you finish removing this obstacle Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really cool because it's just nice. It makes the gameplay feel really smooth. Like, even though you know... Like, once you know that, once you know that that is their way of loading the next area, it mm. it doesn't really... Um, it doesn't play in your mind. You don't sit there and go, oh, this is a loading screen. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, I'm in the world. I'm moving things around. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I, I like those kind of things. All right, yeah, I, I like him too. That does sound good. Um, the one thing I, uh, uh, mate, I apologize. My brain is like all over the place. I have such a disgusting cold. It's unreal. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to hear this, Ben. The one thing I'm worried about with this game is that I don't want it to go down the route of the division, in the mm-hmm. sense that it becomes elitist. Yeah. You know, um, it's what I'm hearing with For Honor. 
a lot of people are saying it's hard to play on for honor because some people their their skill level and their gear level is just too high yeah um a lot of people i know stop playing the division for the same reason you wouldn't play it for like a week or so for whatever reason because you were busy with life and you come back and everyone was miles in front of you because they looted all this high-end gear from the fucking extraction bit it's the problem i saw coming with uh, halo wars 2 as well and there's probably a reality by this point it's it just kind of looks like one of those things where you've got these these mech suits that are so customizable mm-hmm. allegedly um i say that because we haven't actually seen any customization yeah we've just been told yeah um they're customizable and so it just kind of you know it, it i'm i'm weary of it i'm very weary Although, of it i've got to say I quite like the mech suit. I think they look quite cool. They're quite... It reminds me of Iron Man. Everyone has said this. Yeah. yeah. Even with the um, the, the missiles, the rocket barrage that comes yeah, out of the shoulders. Exactly. That was my first thought. Because Iron Man does that in like Iron Man 2 or something, doesn't he? He comes out of his shoulder and they go everywhere and they hit all the people individually. It looks fucking That's, awesome, though. It does look really cool. The, the, I've never, I never thought I wanted to be Iron Man until I saw that, and I was like, oh, okay, actually, Iron Man has a cool <laughs> life. I just, I kind of, I don't know if it's since starting writing about news articles about games and stuff, but I'm, I keep my hype in check so much these days. It's unreal. You've got to. I think if you follow all of this, you know, if you follow all the games media stuff you end up keeping your game your hype in check naturally because you're exposed to the hype all the time for every game and you see all of these games come out and you go that did not deserve any hype and it it automatically hype reigns in your hype for you you're like it's a human reaction you just know oh wow sorry i was uh, sitting here i got a notification on my phone apparently oh, yeah. they're now selling limited edition gold and silver ps4 consoles <laughs> they're alright <laughs> I'm alright thanks <laughs> they can have them yeah cool what was the last thing you wanted to talk about Griggy Boy Beyond Good and Evil 2 right I'm gonna hold my hands up you don't know about this one I, I know of it yeah Um, and I know that some people weren't happy because Beyond Good or Evil 2 Beyond Good and Evil 2 sorry hmm is a much more R-rated version and there seems to be a lot more profanity which some people weren't happy about because apparently the original didn't have that so I've never played the original so this is all you sir I've played so as soon as I saw the trailers for Beyond Good and Evil 2 I didn't I watched a bit of one and saw the swearing pig and I thought huh that's pretty good and then I said to myself, well, I've got Beyond Good and Evil on my Xbox. I've been meaning to play it for like a year. I got it for free, I think, a few months ago or something. Because um, I've always known that it's a cult classic. And those can be right up your street sometimes, like if they're just right. And I played it and it seems like a very much a game of that generation. It's very video gamey, if that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, save points and uh, you know that sort of thing i imagine it was groundbreaking for the time yeah but from the hour two hours i had with it um nothing was shocking about it to me um but i think the second one looks really interesting it and i've heard it called you know the most ambitious game um if if this year it's like you know they've got all of this going on you can have you're like a space pirate and you can go to different planets and you have like spaceships and you can work your way up and all of that and there's all this very customizable and open and rpg and you know so supposedly a lot of freedom of choice mm-hmm. but they but they do qualify that they're actually not that deep into development and no it's uh, he's still got like of, 6 years or something isn't it well, they've been working on it for like a decade, but they keep changing it and reiterating and things, and now they just have, from what I can tell, this boatload of ideas that they're now trying to implement everything in. But they you know, they qualify that not all of this may be deliverable by the end product, and that we shouldn't expect it for a while yet. Hmm. 
but you know, I mean, it looks interesting. It's one to watch. Um, it it I, stole the show, didn't it? Mm, it it did. A lot of people talked about it, and I think for good reason because they have quite an interesting looking world there, and it seemed like the most un- well, one of the most unique things going, and one of the only games that really seemed quite brave. Like the rest of them seemed quite calm. I I don't know. I don't know what the word for it is. Yeah, well, they were. Everything else seemed very run of the mill. Even yeah. even Anthem, which was probably like the next biggest hype that came out of E three. Mm. Like we said, it you know it's still slightly like Destiny, slightly like the, the Division. Yeah. You know. You put it into boxes. Yeah, and. You know, I like this is one of those problems that, like, because a cult classic's getting a sequel, everybody's really hyped. When in reality, all we've seen is a CGI announcement yeah. trailer, yeah, and a bit of pre alpha footage of a monkey on a jetpack, yeah, you know, nothing kind of amazing. Nothing. There's no, there's no core gameplay, yeah, there's no mechanics, there's nothing like no- that. Yeah, nothing indicative of the final product. Uh, you know, we we don't we're not, we, you know they don't even know how close it'll be. Um, all I can say is I, based on my hour or, t- or so with the first one, it actually it had a lot of cool music. It had quite a nice setting. I don't see the problem with swearing in it. I think um, I mean it's it seemed like quite a family sort of game. The first one, as in. It's sort of like a child-friendly platformer, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, I, I can understand the profanity because it's kind of like those people who played the cult classic are now at the stage where they probably use that kind of language. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like the, the franchise has matured with its fan base. Yeah, which, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, to me it makes sense. You know, it, it should grow with its fan base. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, think jet, jetpack people, monkeys anytime. Jetpack indeed, jetpack <laughs> monkeys anytime. I think um, people were probably worried about you know contaminating the original vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but to those people, I say don't worry about it. <laughs> chill, it's cool, man. Yeah, just just chill. Just take a step back. Just chill. Yeah. Well, I think that's E3 pretty much pretty much done and dusted. Yeah, I think... I mean, obviously it's like two weeks after E3, so we've had time for us all to calm down. Um, but, like, it it is interesting because this is going to be our next two years, all of this stuff we've just seen, and you and I have managed to have a very calm and collected conversation about it all. It's, uh, it's weird without Jared here. I feel like with Jared here it would have been... A lot more hyped. It and would have it would been a lot been, more hyped. It, this was two overly sensible British men talking yeah. about the next two years of video games. And it, it was uh, not enthralling. <laughs> well, it's also true that I'm doing this recording with my girlfriend sleeping in the room. Oh. Um, so I've not been shouting and I've not had all of my usual stuff and it's also true that when Jared comes onto the show I have a certain degree of mockery prepared for him um, and I have a certain degree of um, shits and giggles that I produce just because he's a lovely guy, he's a, he's a good little chap, we like to look after him and we like to hear him chuckle and, yeah. um, he, he may well listen to this on his honeymoon while his wife is sleeping much like you are Greg yeah, because he's got a wife. He has a wife now, man. That's crazy. I know. I mean, I feel our like little, our a little lot Jared has grown up. He has. It's crazy. That means that this needs to be a more mature show because he might have a baby soon, and then Jared is gonna have to be child friendly on the show. Oh, dude, we we can have a GB baby, man. We'll, we'll get him a little ba- like a branded baby grow and everything. But, yeah, <laughs> that would be expensive, I'm sure, to produce a, simil- a singular Games <laughs> Bulletin baby grow. Maybe oh. if we mass produce it, we might be able to tap into some sort of irony market and have millions of people buy it, even though they have no idea what Games Bulletin is. Yeah, you never know, man. 
Well, Every, the world is weird. Yeah, everyone's jumping on those trends. That's right. We need to be at the head of those trends. Well, I think uh, unless there's anything else you <laughs> want to discuss, um, Call of Duty World War Two looked okay. It looked meh. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I kind I, of expected it to be a bit more surprising. I would be happy for it if I knew there wasn't going to be supply drops in it, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be supply drops. So. Oh. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Um, Red 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 Dead Redemption was a no-show because yeah. they've moved that, haven't they? And Far Cry Five. Anyone who thinks that this is aimed at you and you should be a threatened group by this is a fucking moron. You're <laughs> stupid. You're a moron. Greg's Shut views are his own. You're a moron. If you feel attacked by this, they're attacking a terrorist group, religious dis- extremists. That's it. You are not an attacked group. If you, th- it, there's, ugh. I, everyone who thinks that they're being attacked by Far Cry Five, a game that has not even come out yet, is a moron. Unless they're an actual terrorist, in which case, yes, you're still a moron, but for a different reason. Yeah. Don't be a terrorist. Yeah, you are being attacked though. You, yeah, if you're a terrorist, you're being attacked. You're you're being lambasted because it's controversial to attack terrorists now. It seems. Now, the game, from what I could tell, from, from, from what we could all tell, which is not very much information, it is about these these cult people with guns in the American Midwest or whatever that are killing innocents and kidnapping people and things. If you feel like you associate with those ideas, and you're a very, very tiny minority if you associate with cult leaders that kill people, then... Yes, you should feel attacked. <laughs> because that's a dick move. Don't kill and kidnap people, please. I mean, you can follow a cult as long as it's one of those harmless ones. Yeah. Don't, don't join one of those ones that, like, kills themselves when meteors go past. And yeah, like, like no, 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 no Jamestowns or anything like that. Yeah, n- none of those things. And none of those cults that kill people. But, like, if you want to join a cult that just, like, worships mouse pads or something, do that. That's fine. That's really harmless. I can't think of anything more harmless. Hmm. That was a bit of a tangent. There we cool. go. We've got our tangent in. Our weekly yeah. tangent. Awesome. I'm trying to think, awesome. you know, the Far Cry 5 was literally just every other Far Cry game. But in America. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the plot twist. Do you know what's ironic is that in trying not to create a controversial game where you inhabit another land and kill its inhabitants. Yep. They've actually created more controversy <laughs> than every any previous Far Cry game. You know, Far Cry, Far Cry 3, you was a white man who went onto an island and killed people of a different race and nobody batted an eyelid. Yeah. But they said it as a white man in a white man's country killing other white men and everyone fucking loses their shit. Well, I think... I think it's probably true that they saw this losing of the shit coming, and I think they deliberately may have had this in mind. They probably wanted to trigger some people and get talked about. Because it's free, it was free all hype, was, isn't it? Exactly, it's free hype. It's all I heard about for three days. And, you know, anyone who actually properly thinks about it with their brains that they probably have will realise that actually it's fine, it's inoffensive, and it's harmless. And, you know, those are the the majority of the market anyway. And I think the vast majority of people that got themselves worked up and got a petition that... I, I actually, I wanted to read this for the show. I'll, oh. I'll bring it on next week. Okay. There was this petition that was written by an idiot, and it had about 10,000 people sign it. And he was a person who thought that the Trump government was under attack from this and the all-right-wing views were under attack, and being a Christian was under attack. And I was just reading it with my mouth aghast, just like, what the hell are you talking about? This is... You, <laughs> it's just, you're not... You're not... They're terrorists! How can you be... Ah! Yeah. Anyway. Should we, th- should we that, leave that there before you get too... Yeah. Too let's irate? Leave that. Let's leave it there. I mean, we've had to sum up a lot of news into because we've you know as already stated we've 
had a lot going on. But those are our opinions and our takes on things that happened three weeks ago. Hopefully people have been waiting with bated breath to find out what Greg and Ben and apparently not Jared thought about all those yeah. things. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we shall be back hopefully we next be. week. Maybe yeah. next week. It's one of those things we need to not let life get in the way, but it's easier said than done. It is easier said when than you, you done. Have, you have two uni students and somebody you work shift work. Yeah. It's exactly. not always... Uh, well... Two two uni students, one of whom is married, and yes. somebody who does shift work. Indeed, I mean I'm out of uni now. It's all done, so I should be pretty free this summer, uh, ex- except for maybe the odd weekend, a uh, week or whatever. Sweet, so, lots of shows. Lots of shows. Look forward um, to that, people. I'm looking forward to diverting my full energy into YouTube. That's going to be really good. I'm probably going to start that next week. Sweet. Oh, it is sweet. Yeah, no, it's good times. Um we'll leave you guys to it then. Yeah. Ho- uh, hopefully you enjoyed this uh very 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 chilled podcast. It was. It was a nice sit in the bath podcast. We, we didn't disagree on anything. We didn't. Which is weird. We had a brief sort of moment with the QTEs, but then you sort of came round to my thinking because I was already in a nice wishy-washy middle ground position anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, people. Well, we will see you next week with the the married one. With the... Oh, will he be be here next week? I believe so. Oh, that's really exciting. I love Jared Put an asterisk on that. Yeah, no. He may not, like, show up. These are not the opi- these are not the opinions of Games Bulletin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, see you later, people. Farewell, party people. My voice is so. And my voice was so soft this week. <laughs> <laughs>